Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to talk about some news and some feedback, some generalized just feedback from all over the place with our special guest, Jay Sisson. All that Revs ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and on today's podcast, we have a special guest, first time on the podcast, but been a listener for a long time, been a friend of the show, been posting in the Stranded Panda chat forever. Jay Sisson, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here and talk a little Marvel with you. Yeah, man, we've we've kind of talked about it over the years. You hop it on sometime because you have your own podcast that I enjoy. Um and we've mentioned it on the show before. Tell us a little bit about it. It's your first time on the show. We normally save plugs to the end, but tell them a little bit about your your show. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it's called uh, Commute the Podcast. Um, it's just a weekly show. comes out on Monday. Uh, it's um, Every episode's about 20 minutes long. We try to cover, me and my co-host Dave, uh, we try to cover like three interesting topics over the course of 20 minutes. Just kind of uh, try to keep it diverse, like different types of stuff, some current stuff, some past stuff, um, and just try to review things we think are interesting, like stuff to kind of make you sound smart at parties, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and um, just stuff we think's cool that we want to talk about just in a about 20 minutes or so so it doesn't take too much of your time it's kind of made for life on the go that's rad man that's rad and it's a weekly show right yeah it comes out on monday mornings sweet 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 well uh yeah i really i've really enjoyed every episode i've listened to just you know general good knowledge yeah i appreciate that thank you i need to sound smarter smarter at parties <laughs> i'm I've something i've been working on you know now you got the icebreaker at any time you can just drop in drop some knowledge yeah. <laughs> sounds like it it sounds see I know, I know that a, a an emotionally intelligent person would use that well, but it sounds like a really bad idea for a guy like me who's just a little <laughs> obnoxious who who will just like jump into an ongoing conversation. Let me tell you about this podcast I heard. Um, <laughs> hey, did you all know? And then just some <laughs> super random thing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this, thanks, man. That is unrelated <laughs> to what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh, so it's called commute the podcast yeah Check yeah we're on just all the platforms you know apple spotify any other place um that as far as i know on every platform sweet 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 man well think thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show yeah and actually there you have also been we, we've referenced you many times in the podcast because you've, you're the guy who listens to a lot of these like investor day and like different um marvel announcements and you will post like all of the pertinent information in the chat and uh, I've even misquoted you a few times. Um, <laughs> you wrote me recently, like, no, I didn't say that. And everyone's going to think I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I was just really <laughs> nervous like that. The You know, people would be like, oh, yes, She-Hulk season two. And then like you would get the backlash, you know. So I was, right. uh, oh, no, I was no, like, no, I was yeah. like, Matt, no, take it back. <laughs> I deserved the backlash. It was all my fault. <laughs> hey, guys, before we get into the news, I did want to mention if you're in the U.S., um, we have voting in november 11th that we get one month away in some states today was actually the last day to register uh, to vote but in many states like 48 of them there you still have time so um go get an opportunity to vote if you're in the u.s um we we do escapism here on the podcast it's what we do uh we have fun we talk about marvel but i also love this audience and i think you guys are a freaking um you're just a group of lovely empathetic smart people that I have met many of you and you're very kind. And we're not going to talk about politics and policies here on the show. That's not what we do. But just go register to vote and get ready to vote. Because it's a just a mere 
It was November 3rd? When, when do you vote? November 8th. Uh, right? Let me just pull up the calendar here real quick. I should know <laughs> this. Uh, I should also know this. teacher, whatever. Uh, it's November 8th, <laughs> election day. It's would, November, yeah, 8th. November, November 8th is election I knew that. Um, but, uh, but today, in some states, it was the last day to register to vote. But in a lot of states, it's not. So if you're not registered to vote, go, I'll put a link in the show notes for, uh, there's like a, if, if you search how to v- register to vote, there's like vote.gov or something like that. And it's like, tells you how to vote. And, and you, you click on your state and it tells you how to register, how to, how to confirm that you're registered and all that stuff. So like I said, we're escapism here. We do this thing, but um, like we also, uh, you know, we also all have our civic responsibility. And if we can just like come out of that escapism for this one day, for this one moment on the podcast and talk about it for a minute uh, and it helps any of you guys remember to vote i really wanted to do it so pandas vote pandas vote right come on i like pandas it vote. pandas vote i got a little i got a little uh, sticker made that says that and i really want to get them <laughs> made and like send them to people so they can replace their uh i voted sticker with a panda pandas put vote sticker shirt put it on a car yeah. yeah uh so yeah guys please check please uh check it out vote.gov i believe it is and it's like tells you where to vote it's so um, easy too. Like it's unbelievably easy to register to vote. It absolutely. takes so little time. People think it takes a long time. It does not. No. And I get that. I have ADHD and encountering a new process is always like the hardest thing, but just yeah. do it. Just do it. Just start doing it. You're a smart person. You can handle it. You can figure it out. And a lot of people that listen to the show are like 17, 18 years old. A lot of you, this might be your first chance to vote. And so like, go do it. Like it's just, your, it's, it's your chance. Go take it. Uh, Let's all let's all uh, help 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 make decisions for this country uh, because honestly, these off year elections where there's not a president being elected, like the turnout is way way down, and so people voting you have that much more impact because it's like I forget it's like the numbers are crazy, it's like twenty it's like or twenty five percent of people. It's so low, yeah, and there's so many important things on the ballot too. Uh, wherever you are, mm-hmm. you know, do it. You could probably like do it while you're doing something else. Like when you finish the episode of She-Hulk this week, like inevitably there'll be a post credit scene. Like you could probably register to vote between the end and then the beginning of the post credit scene. That's right, right. I didn't know you were a social studies teacher, man. So you, 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 you got to have a passion for this too with me you know i teach ninth grade world history so they're not quite voting age yet and we're talking about like the ancient world but you know we still talk about voting we get to talk a little yeah. democracy here and there like it i like it but pandas vote i can't decide whether it's pandas vote like pandas vote like of course pandas vote or pandas vote like avengers assemble it's a, <laughs> i can't decide I think it's sort either of a, way i think it makes sense as a statement like pandas vote you know what i mean yeah. like pandas just like vote. A, yeah, like it's like you yeah. just assume it. Like you're like, yeah, duh, pandas vote. Yeah, of course. All right, I dig it. <laughs> All right, let's turn to the news. So the way we decided the structure today is you're here to present the news, which I'm I'm excited about because I didn't have to do any work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I started kind of just. I'm really interested in the business side of just uh, entertainment and specifically Disney. I just think it's like a really interesting company, and I think like um, their old CEO Bob Iger and Kevin Feige and people like that are just really interesting people. And so uh, I just started kind of following news that was coming out of uh, different types of presentations. You know, like recently there was Comic Con and D23 and all that, but even like their investor days and there's like Disney Plus Day and all that kind of 
stuff. And I think it was just like one day I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to kind of summarize all this because the stranded panda chat was just like popping. Like it was like people right. were posting stuff. It was like people were repeating the same thing 10 times, you know, oh my gosh, like casting news and like half of it was wrong. And from all these mm-hmm. like random clickbait sites. And I was like, let me just like post everything that's happening. Right. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of became a thing. Like it was I like, it. well, I guess this is just something I'm going to do every time now. <laughs> But it's fun. I, I like it. It's it's a good it's a good uh, outlet. It's good to just kind of like put it all in one place for for me too. Well, it has been a cool service to the community. And you were telling me today that there is a sort of a sad news story um, yeah. about a big shuffle up that's that's coming. So what's going on? Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, uh, we got news that Blade lost its director, which was kind of yeah. uh, shocking because it was really like two weeks before they were supposed to start filming. Uh, they were supposed to start principal photography and all that, like really this month. Uh, and so to lose their director just right before that, uh, basically, you kind of knew that this was coming, right? Like you mm-hmm. see that and you're like, there's no way this movie's supposed to come out in November of 2023. That's just not going to happen. So uh, that news officially came down today that blade has been delayed um and you know the way that it's it's kind of like people always think that it's like the marvel jenga tower you know like you take a piece out so now you have to like rearrange everything i don't know if it's totally that as much as it's just disney kind of like calls a lot of these dates for films like way in advance you know because they're putting out marvel and star wars and pixar and disney and all this stuff so they don't want their movies in the box office at the same time right so uh you've got a film like blade you can't just be like well let's just pop it five months into the future because there's probably something there right so uh what happens is is they just kind of play musical chairs with the movies that they've already claimed and they push them back so yeah um, yeah yeah so really the the ones that were affected like phase five is pretty much not affected everything's pretty much as far as i know in the same place as of now blade is the only one blade was supposed to be in the middle of phase five uh, so that one moves uh i guess it ends phase five now i don't know if thunderbolts Ooh, is still supposed to end phase five or if like there's a shakeup there with blade i don't really know what that means but um hmm. right now blade has moved from november of next year to september of 2024 so it's a pretty big jump right uh but in that spot so here's where the dominoes fall right because in that spot that's where deadpool was supposed to come out so now deadpool goes from that date to november 8th 2024 right so you've moved a couple months so it's not too far right just a couple months but then that date was where fantastic four was supposed to be so now fantastic four goes to february 14th 2025 so you've jumped back a few months there um there was supposed to be in that date an untitled marvel film so that goes to november of 2025 and then the big move is that avengers secret wars has moved from november of 2025 to may of 2026 so um that's kind of the big one so all those films so blade deadpool fantastic four some untitled marvel movie and then secret wars these have all had to shift uh and there's a lot more going on in phase six we don't know about there's i think like yeah like three unannounced movies like four unannounced shows so who even knows what's going on with that but yeah it seems like they're keeping the kang dynasty spot um which you know it's it's kind of like there's two ways to look at this right it's like you can either look at it as like the negative way which is like well feige is sort of spread too thin and they're cutting directors and like they're not matching up with directors visions and all that i don't really think that's the right way to look at it i think there's more of a positive way to look at this which is that it seems like marvel is 
taking their time a little bit with some of these properties, you know, like Blade is not ready to, to be anything yet. Uh, the rumor is that they're rewriting the whole script. Uh, they don't have a director yet. Uh, in that report, it was Maharshal Ali is like not happy, you know, all that stuff. Right. So I think that what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is like force a script into a director's hand, be like, do this movie, do it as fast as possible, right. stick it out in November, you know, and then that's just the recipe for a bad movie. It keeps you on track, but it just sure. kind of throws everything off, right? So, um, pushing it back, I think, makes sense, right? For sure, I think so. But also, it's not just about whether it's pushed back or not. It's also the creative control element. And I think yeah. that something that we all worry about with ever since Marvel purchased uh, I mean, Disney purchased Marvel is the idea that the mouse will come in and like be too controlling. And we've seen a number of sort of our, our tour directors leave because of that exact thing. Edgar Wright being the one that I'm like so sad he didn't get to have a good relationship with Marvel because yeah. I would have loved his Ant-Man movie. Um, I just love his movies in general. Scott Derrickson was another one, right? Like yep. with Multiverse of Madness, you know, and that's just like never good PR because you never mm -hmm. want like, because then it becomes a whole thing. Like if people don't like Multiverse of Madness, it's like, well, what would Scott Derrickson's version have exactly. looked like, you know, and it just kind of creates a discourse. I liked Ant-Man always, but I, I always, I never stopped thinking about like how much different or better it might've been if Edgar Wright had right. it. I thought it was good, but it felt, it feels like when that happens, most of the time, you end up with a very formulaic Marvel movie because yeah. there's not a lot of vision behind it. And the thing is, to have this contiguous universe, you have to have some modicum of control of the wheel. You have to have two hands on the wheel. You got to have the director pushing their vision, but you have to have that Marvel Feige hand like also on the wheel, keeping it steady, keeping the universe pushing toward the same direction and everything working together and, uh, and um, avoiding conflict and stuff like that. Um, like can breaks and, and, you know, uh, you know, you don't want them to kill a character you need in three movies, that kind of thing. So yeah, like it's just, it, it's, it's always going to be a struggle and it just seems like some directors it doesn't work for. I mean, uh, even, you know, Whedon, even though he did two movies, like by the end uh, of, Age of Ultron, he was done. You know, right. he was he was yeah. very done working with this format. Yeah, it's sort of the blessing and the curse of continuity, right? It's like the blessing exactly. is that that's why we love it, is that everything's mm -hmm. connected and there's like a lot of like nods to everything and that's what makes it yeah. fun and unique. But at the same time, it just means that there's a lot of fallout when things like this happen. When you're projecting out, I mean, we're talking 2026 here, like we're pushing out way into the future. So things are never going to line up like totally perfectly. And to me, Absolutely. like this is kind of, I don't know, I kind of like this move. I feel like it's kind of Marvel sort of like learning from the lessons of phase four a little bit like it, it feels like it it sort of seems like phase four has been you know it's it hasn't been received in the same way as phase one two and three right like phase one two and three was very like every movie like like 95 percent on rotten tomatoes you know like everything was really well right. received right and then phase four like people listening to the podcast love it you know most people love it that's listening now and um i love it and most of the stuff that i like but i think it's pretty undeniable that like from a just sort of like bird's eye view uh, phase four has kind of been a little uneven in its reception, right? Just from the general yeah. public. Right. So, and I think a lot of that has to do with production and delays and stuff like that. Well, I think some of that is yes. COVID for instance, like yeah. shook up the entirety of phase four and that like caused all kinds of delays and mishaps and them 
having to rewrite stuff and change stuff. Like there's a lot of that, but also they've also let creators do weirder stuff in phase four than they have the entirety right. of phase one through three. So some of that I think is actually a virtue. So like you talk about the 98% of Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, but like um, something like multiverse of madness is never going to get a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes because it's like, it's just so different and it's, it's specific. It's something specific to certain people's taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, but it's going to scratch an itch that some people have that they're never going to get again. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's a, it's a Sam Raimi movie set in the Marvel universe. Like that's, that's a gift to those of us who love that sort of thing. Right. But to some people, it's never going to measure up um, yeah. to what they want. So I think in so, it's, it's sort of like we talked about with the, um, the double-edged sort of continuity. I think the double-edged sort of letting your creators be a little weirder is you're not right. going to have, um, every movie be as widely appealing, you know? Right. I do like the move to separate the Avengers movies out across two years though. I like when they announced mm. that at Comic-Con that they were going to do both of them in 2025. I was like, are you really though? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Like, uh, these are like massive movies with huge budgets with like a long list of a list Hollywood talent. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen. So it just, yeah. that was the least surprising thing to me was kicking back secret wars. There's only a few that have really done that. And that's like the matrix did that with like six months apart. Yeah. And, uh, I think Lord of the Rings did that too. Right. Didn't they do six months uh, apart for the man, final it's been so two? long since those came out. I can't really remember if that, how long there was between because I uh, think they movies. shot them all at the same time. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not that mistaken. sounds right. Yeah. Um, and then they did them quickly. Um, but yeah. I may be wrong. I mean, it was a lot originally. It was like Avengers King Dynasty was supposed to come out in May, and then there were supposed to be two more projects in the summer, and then Secret Wars was supposed to be in November. So that's just like a lot. I'm assuming one would be a movie, and then one would be a Disney Plus show, but still, mm-hmm. like, that's a lot to cram in. And then you've got these like bookends of these like massive scale movies. Uh, yeah. It just always yeah, felt so- like it was destined to kind of do a little bit of uh, like separation. How far are they apart now? Uh, so now Secret Wars is going to be on May 1st, 2026. So that'll give you um, about about a year, or literally like a okay. year and a, like, a year. A, like one day less than a year between the gotcha. two. Okay, cool. So that's, that's, that's neat. That's not, uh, that's not crazy, but it's, it makes sense. It's what they've done in the past. The Avengers movies being separated by about a year. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I always take these dates with a, with a s- sort of a grain of salt. Oh, for sure. I do think Marvel's pretty good at keeping their, their content on track, though. I mean, we've yeah. seen that, that El Capitan Theater. I always point to that as like, they called their shot and I think they only moved like one thing. Yeah. And it was like the Inhumans movie. It's wild how how well they've kept their production schedules. I mean, it's amazing yeah. uh, what they're able to do. And most of the mix-up we've seen with Phase 4 was just COVID-related. Oh, and totally. so, yeah. you know, it's just, they're, they're, that's another control. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know what you You know, all this talk about the different directors had me thinking about, uh, I was listening to a breakdown earlier of, it was, there's a, there's a YouTube channel I watch from time to time called Shit Show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's the YouTube channel. It might be a segment on their channel. But anyway, they talk about different shows and how the productions were a shit show. And what they were talking about was Arrested Development and how it was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> the reasons were all over the place. But what, what interested me most is, you know, that's where the Russo brothers got their start, is doing the pilot for Arrested Development. Okay. And um, it's like it was one of their early projects. 
And what was so interesting is from an early, early times with them, they basically came into this show and the, the, the executives, which was um, mostly Mert Mitch Hurwitz and Ron Howard, they had a very clear vision of what they wanted and they had to make it for cheap and they had to come in under budget and they had to do all this stuff. And they sort of had to like play sort of a guerrilla filmmaking game where like, how are we going to make this show on the super cheap with all these extra cutaways? Like they would talk about how they would do 50 um, setups in a day of filming because they would do like, you know, all these little cutaways for that show. Cause there'd be yeah. like little jokes. They'd cut away to someone's bedroom or cut away to someone's whatever. So they're doing all these setups in one day. And so to do that, they designed the entire set and the entirety of the show around that idea of being able to come in under budget and be able to do these complex episodes and cut it together well. And um, it just made, made me think like these guys for a long time have been the guys you call when you have this very complicated vision of a thing you want to do. Yeah. It's going to take all kinds of logistical finagling and try to make it work with all kinds of different schedules and budgets and all those things. And I think that's very interesting when you yeah. think about them being the guys that ended up being such big hands in the Marvel game, you know? Well, I think they're definitely set up well for the future. A lot of their major projects, they've already got directors. These are directors that like working with them, that have worked with them before, that they believe in their talent. Uh, and a lot of the Marvel directors that have kind of made a lot of stuff in Phase 4, they're going on to make more stuff now. So it seems like the talent pipeline is really alive and it's really good. Um, and yeah. I think I would just expect that to continue. It seems like Marvel really has it together when it comes to their directors and taking care of directors and producers and actors and making sure everyone is i mean you have the one scarlett johansson story and then like everything else just has been relatively smooth at least is what we've heard so well and even that ended up being like something they settled on yeah and right it's like that was mostly like covid happened and they had to do something financially they'd never done before right and so it you know it made them and i never everyone's always like you know, arguing well just pay her or you know right. shut up and work or whatever like it's it's you already making millions of dollars why are you complaining or whatever and i just it's it's just a contract dispute guys like they just they're yeah. just going to argue about it it's like it's not really an emotional thing really <laughs> like yeah it, it does seem like they have a good ability to pivot um like in terms of uh when they want to try something new so like uh armor wars is a great example right so like armor wars was kind of pitched as a show it was going to be on disney plus it was going to be like six episodes and then they come out and say that it's going to be a movie and to me that's like a good move because that means that they sat down they did the story they did the storyboard they looked at it and they were like this doesn't make sense as a six episode series you know like we could keep right. cramming it in and just be like six episodes stretch it out like put don Cheadle like in a cliffhanger every week and then just keep it moving but they kind of looked at it and they were like this makes sense as a movie so let's make it a movie yeah. right so th those yeah, are yeah. really good signs like you want to see that i think so too and i think putting don Cheadle's war machine in a starring role of a movie is also just a great idea yeah like i you know it, 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 him being the star of a movie he's one of the you know he's been here since iron man 2 the character has been here since the very beginning and it's like, gee, why doesn't Rhodey have his own movie, you know? And he appears in everything. I mean, he's in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. He's going to be in Secret Invasion. Like, just mm -hmm. put him in everything. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, one other, one other point about this whole thing, and this is a conspiracy theory that I heard. <laughs> Tell me I more. Get, I want to get your thoughts on. Um, so from what I understand, we did this whole Deadpool announcement 
mm-hmm. discussion a few weeks ago about the Deadpool 3 announcement and how Logan's going to be in it, right? Yeah. So I heard a conspiracy theory. And I just, I'm just scanning through trying to confirm or deny this because I can't find anything. From what I understand, neither Marvel nor Disney have confirmed on their own Twitter and such that that's the case. <laughs> well, the dead, I think the Deadpool of it all. I think the Deadpool, and we really see it now because they announced it, and then a, how, was that like a week ago or two weeks ago? Like it was not that long ago, right. and they've already moved it, right? So it's like clearly well, there was kind of some miscommunication, and to no, me, it's just it's a PR machine, right? It's there. like yeah, right. No, I think it's that's my that's my conspiracy theory, and the the it go the conspiracy theory that I heard was that. Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman made that video without Marvel's approval because they weren't, they were trying to make the deal and, and Marvel didn't want to make it. And they did that video as like a, no, Logan's going to be in Deadpool three. We're telling the fans and now you're just going to have to do it. Yeah. It was, we, the timing was so strange because they had just done D20, mm-hmm. they just done Comic-Con, you know, and right. they made all these announcements. And then all of a sudden it's like a week later on a Tuesday in the afternoon, they like make this right. major announcement. And to me, I read it as kind of like, it was the PR machine at work. Like the, the story about Marvel uh, losing the director of blade had come out on Monday. Right. So, and it had been from a leaker, so they did not want that out. So somebody had leaked out this information that not only was they were losing the director, but also like Mahershala Ali was not happy with the script and the script was really lame. And like uh, people were just fed up with the movie. And then there was, you got all those quotes about Feige spread too thin and all that type of stuff. So it's like, Tuesday this Deadpool announcement comes and to me like mm-hmm. that's that's PR though like that's that's uh that's what you do you you throw something else out there it gets people excited it right. kind of gets them to think about something else and I don't know how it got there well, but to me like but, those two things are directly right. related sure but then why hasn't and I, I'm, I'm scanning through now this is what I heard and I'm not finding it why hasn't Marvel retweeted that video why yeah, hasn't anyone a, from Marvel talked about point. <laughs> the Disney stuff? So if they were really worried about the PR of it and they were wanting to pump that video and replace everyone in the zeitgeist, like why aren't they like they pushing it? Like yeah. they're not pushing it. So like freaking Ryan Reynolds. And this all goes back to the very first Deadpool where Ryan Reynolds leaked the freaking test footage a year <laughs> or a year or two in advance of Deadpool. And we all saw... They, you know, and he's kind of admitted it since then that he was the leaker. Like they made that test footage that was amazing, and that ended up almost directly in the movie. It's just the it's just a previs of what's actually in the movie. Yeah. Um. And so I'm really wondering if Ryan Reynolds was like, no, no, we want Logan in this. They're not either. Marvel's either not wanting to pay for him, or they have other ideas for the X Men that they don't want to combine these universes, yeah. and they don't want to bring Logan over. Whatever. Whatever the case may be, maybe they think Logan was a perfect swan song and Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman just dropped this video. And then now, two weeks after that, we have the movie being moved back under the guise of the Blade stuff, pushing it back. But it's also just Deadpool being the first movie in this whole slate that we're talking about being moved back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I know just, Hugh Jackman and Feige, from what I understand, uh, they're they're close because, you know, Feige was really the 
he was the guy who plucked Hugh Jackman to be Wolverine in this X-Men oh, universe. Wow. He was the one who sort of like direct and really at that time, Hugh Jackman was kind of an unknown in a way, uh, Australian mm-hmm. actor. He, he didn't have the pedigree that he has now. And so they really sure. plucked him and made him into this character of Wolverine and Feige was kind of the guy behind that. So, um, so I don't know what their relationship looks like now, but it, the whole thing's just weird. Like the timing of it's weird mm-hmm. the fact that like, there's not really this kind of, there's seemingly not a whole lot of communication between, uh, uh, like the Deadpool camp and the Marvel camp and the Disney camp. Like it's all very bizarre and uh, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's like some explanation, but I have no idea how to nail all that down. Yeah. I am very interested to see how that all shakes out. And it could be that like most of Deadpool three, it happens wrapping up the Fox universe and then they're going to like, at the end of it, he's going to get jumped into secret wars or whatever, yeah. you know um, it could be that like, this whole Logan thing is not going to be an ongoing thing at all. And that's how they end up fixing it. But it just seems like it just seems suspect that all these things are happening and that they still haven't retweeted it. And it's just, it just seems kind of weird. It just seems kind of weird. I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory um, that I saw on the internet. And now this is making me think more about it because of the, (laughs) because they're moving Deadpool back very quickly after that story, that story came out. And it'd be like that gif of uh, it's always sunny where he's like up on the board oh, yeah. and he's like got red all the strings, ropes connected sure. and stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> got red strings everywhere, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, anyway, I think that's three good, like three good strings to connect though. That's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, well, uh, you, you up for helping me answer some feedback? Yeah, that'd be fun. Sweet. We're just going to go down, uh, some of our feedback guys. Uh, J- Jay's new to the show, but, uh, he will be, he will, he, I'm sure he will have thoughts on all these things. Um, okay. Up first, we have Winston Gordon, one of our patrons says, Hey guys, love you all. And I wanted to ask a quick question. Denai Guerrero and Lapito Nyong'o, uh, have recently said in an interview that fans haven't really guessed who the new Black Panther is. So my question to you is, are they lying or is the Black Panther someone we don't expect? Uh, red, red as not Shuri. Or not just Shuri. Ah, gotcha. Keep up the great work. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it's it. It is a little suspicious that they're just like showing off that suit full on uh, in the trailer. <laughs> you know, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna show the whole thing. Like, we're gonna do that. That's not something that you characteristically do. Uh, so I don't know um, how much kind of trickery is there. You know, we know that the, the comics sort of set up Shuri as Black Panther. Uh, if they stick to that, I guess that would make sense. But, um, but yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know if Shuri being the new Black Panther can be totally set in stone. Um, I think there, there is a question there about who it would be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I hope they surprise me. I think that that trailer is showing clearly that it is Shuri. Um, yeah i think it's meant to imply it at least yeah well if jeff's correct even like the the kind of pattern of makeup on her face is the same as the pattern of the dots on the suit and stuff like it's right it's pretty clearly supposed to be her but i like what you just what 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 winston says is not just shuri there's been a theory going around for a year or two that there could be especially without the heart-shaped herb they could replace black panther with a few black panthers like black panther like almost like a black panther core or like yeah. You know, maybe maybe three or four Black Panthers th- that like take the place as like a team, um, which yeah. I could see. 
You know, I wonder what they'll do with that because it seems like in the trailer, like that Black Panther is uh, jumping off a pretty high ledge and just landing totally fine. So it's like, is that right. uh, is that some sort of super soldier thing, like, or is that the the herb, or is that just technology? Ooh. Uh, but but yeah, it seems like there's. It'll be interesting to see how they address that, right? Because that was a very clear message in Black Panther. It was like, there's no more herbs, you know. So what are they right. going to do with that? Yeah, well, and and there's a few. <laughs> it is the it is the last um, movie in the first phase of the multiverse saga too. Right. So if there's no heart shaped herb in this universe, there's always the possibility, especially if whoever the big bad that might they might have to team up and face is from another universe. There's a there's always the possibility they could get it from another universe, or there could just be some stored somewhere or whatever. Yeah, there's it could, could, so be, could many workarounds. You could just, yeah. I mean, it is simple as, uh, you know, somebody pulling one out and being like, I saved us from the fire. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, that's how they're doing it. All right. Yep. Yep. I saved us from the fire and I planted a whole new crop. We're right, back. Exactly. We're back, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I think that's interesting. And I also think that they're, they're liars. They're all liars. So yes. if they say we haven't figured it out, they, they might just be lying. So I, it could mean absolutely anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be surprised though. Like, let me, let me go in and be surprised. You know, Same. I, I don't want any, I'm tired of spoiler culture. Like, you know, get it, yeah. get it out of my, out of my feeds. Like, let me just go in and, and have a genuine reaction. Same, same, same. Walter Kreisky, the third says, uh, one of our patrons, uh, says, sorry if this was already addressed, but I've been crazy busy at work. So have been playing a lot of catch up. So on the feedback episode about which version of Daredevil will be presented to us from a few days ago, uh, one of the feedbacks mentioned that the time on Sakaar moves differently. Uh, So though the movie is slightly conflicting because at one point in Thor Ragnarok, Bruce says he's been the Hulk for two years. Uh, Now this does line up with our time because Avengers Age of Ultron was 2015 and Ragnarok was two years later. But uh, when Thor gets to Sakaar and is brought in front of the Grand Master, he sees Loki. Earlier in the movie, Loki is pushed out of the Bifrost by Hela. Um, so he gets to Sakaar before Thor. I'll ignore the odds of both of them landing at the same planet. Uh, we see he's been there long enough to talk himself into the Grandmaster's good graces, and is there in his court slash elite sitting with him. So there is no way he just landed right before Thor did. Um, He had to have been there for at least a few days, if not weeks. Anyhow, uh, that's my take on it. How's I hope everyone is doing well and thank you. Anyway, that's my take on it. Hope everyone is doing well and thank all of you for all the time you take and keep to keep us all entertained. Love you 3000. Laters Gators. Yoinks and away. <laughs> that one is. But really, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Walter. So the the whole thing about the time moving differently. Don't they say that? And I'm see I'm the worst Man, at remembering. Yeah, it's exactly like exactly where to lines think are. Back. I'm like thinking about Inception where they're like on the or not Inception, gosh, uh Interstellar where they're like on the planet and it's like time's passing mm-hmm. super fast and all that stuff. No, uh, no, no. They know. say somewhere in the series, like in on screen they say time moves differently here. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I guess Where? do they mean literally or do they mean sort of just like it's different here, you know, type thing. Yeah. So I took yeah, I it as know. literal. 
And yeah. it, it may be Loki that says it because he's it's it's related to that. So the thing about Hulk saying two years, I think Hulk says or Bruce Banner says two years because it's been two years his time on Earth time right. or whatever. And he doesn't remember all the stuff that Hulk's been doing, if I remember correctly. He wakes up and he's True. like, I've been here how long? This all just right. happened for him. So he's been Hulk all the time. He doesn't know. So it would be Hulk would be the one that would have to tell us how long he's actually been there. And we don't, and he, we never get his perspective on it. Right. So I think, I think there's, there were lots of theories kicking around because of that line, which I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Uh, it's, it's, I'm the same way. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah. I just know we reference that line all the time when we talk about Sakaar. And I know yeah. it's because that line is in there somewhere, but I don't know where. <laughs> well, it seems like we got Hulk sort of going back to Sakaar right now. So maybe we'll mm-hmm. get a little bit more kind of information about that part of the, the universe at some point soon. Yeah. I mean, he gets, if time moves very differently there and he goes there and like, you know, spends a long time there and then gets off planet and it's like only been a short time, you know, that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, like, which kind of is, isn't that sort of what happens in comics? Like he spends a while, like they're building a family and all this stuff. And then he goes back home and time. And I don't think time has progressed as long. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong though. That's not sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's so many different storylines with Hulk with just different diversions of him and all kinds of stuff. I mean, that, that sounds oh, yeah. right. The comics, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know really any of the storylines that well, but I don't definitely don't know, like, all of them. They're, they're too, too numerous. Yeah. Send all your comic-related questions to us. We will just talk about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we will not answer them well. Uh, actually, send them to source pages. They, they know what they're talking about. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so up next, we got Jordan Boyd, one of our patrons, says, Hi, Matt. Queen B. Ashley and hopefully Jeff. I am sorry, Jordan. It is me and Jay today. I'm Woo. so sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm not, not Ashley not, nor Jeff. Is, no, Jay is, Jay is our honored <laughs> guest. Jay is our honored guest. Um, and if you have a guest panda, them too. There you go. Well, there you go. There we go. He, he knew. Gotcha. He gotcha. Um, <laughs> some feedback regarding the Deadpool 3 announcement. I'm hoping they don't bring in a new Logan Wolverine quite yet. Um, here's how I hope it goes. Deadpool digs up his grave and shares <laughs> his healing factor or some similar hack. Uh, need it to be the Wolverine that remembers Logan. Oh, man. Uh, Deadpool says a line like, uh, that's not how you go out. Uh, you deserve more. Boom. Some universe shenanigans happen and MCU's Wolverine will hopefully, uh, be X-23 Laura. Hmm. Uh, that way we get a, some closure from Logan uh, with him meeting her as an adult. Really need it. Uh, LOL. Uh, thoughts and theories? Uh, hopefully we get some X-Men before this movie. Or do you guys think this movie will be the introduction? Um, I think I could live with it if it goes down either way. Anyways, uh, keep doing what you guys do. I'll keep a light on for you. Laters, Gators, Jordan. Hmm. Well, what do you think, Jay? You know, I think that I truly believe that the Hugh Jackman iteration of Logan and Deadpool 3 will be a one-off. Just kind of based on the fact that they were really specific in that video of making it known like this is the same guy, but he 
did the movie like the events of the movie Logan happened in 2029 like they said that multiple times in the video and so mm. it seemed like Ryan Reynolds was very specific like this is Deadpool that you know this is the Wolverine that you know but this is before that 2029 right so to right. me we've already had our closure with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine right and uh and yeah I, I, I mean so. I don't have any information about this but to me it, the way that I read this announcement was that they were teaming up they would do this movie there would be like you know some multiverse stuff some whatever they want to do right where they can kind of have an adventure have a story together but at some point because Logan still has to complete that 2029 Logan movie events uh he'll get dropped back off in a place where he can do that you know what I mean so um, maybe and, and, and I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it just, it seems like they were, to me, it was just like, I kept noticing them bringing that up. Like, well, Logan did happen. We're not rewriting Logan. We're not taking that away. This is before Logan, you know? So right. we'll see. Well, um, also because of how time travel seems to work in this multiverse, uh, if you remove a Logan from the timeline, it just creates a variant Logan. And so that Logan still exists. And so just like in the movie, he goes back and shoots the previous Deadpool right. <laughs> at the end, he's doing time travel shenanigans and he jumps around and he goes back and shoots the earlier Ryan Riddle's Deadpool. Um, and then he goes back and kills Green Lantern and all, or him writing the script for Green Lantern and all that yeah. stuff. So like that whole scene happens and I know that's like silly jokes, but it is like, you know, that all happens in some version, but also the, the X-Men timeline is all screwed up anyway. So in some version of the multiverse, Logan happened is how I took it. And now we're going to do whatever we want with some version of Logan. I don't think we're going to see the version of Wolverine that went through those events again. Like yeah. I think that, that version is dead. Make death matter. Let him die. Lo lo the, the end for him and Laura was kind of beautiful. Um, yeah. let, that, let that all happen. And then We'll, we'll move on from there. Uh, yeah. And I think they're probably going to pluck Wolverine from some other point in the timeline and just be like, come, ha come have some fun with me. Because it is a Deadpool movie. There's still like a lot we don't know about the movie. And, and I think we'll get those answers. It's just going to take some time. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking about the future of the MCU. Obviously, after these Avengers movies, you're going to want to bring in like an X-Men sort of centered thing. Uh, and I don't know if, if they necessarily want Hugh Jackman in that role, right? Sort of leading. I mean, we're talking what 2026, 2027. Like, um, is he is he still going to be down for playing Wolverine that far in advance? You know, so I guess uh, I guess there's just a lot to a lot to kind of wait on with that. Yeah, I think if he survives the movie, or if he does some sort of like, you know, all right, Wade, you stay here in six one six, but I got to get back to my timeline yeah. to do my x23 thing you know like i gotta go right. i gotta go take care of professor x or whatever you know if he does something like that then i think it is very possible that when secret wars comes around they'll bring him back for at least a scene or two you know yeah i think that's inevitable yeah that they'll yeah. do that i don't think hugh jackman's gonna want to stay in that shape forever but i do think he would be willing to like even they have to have to do some cgi de-aging uh what was it terminator when they did a yeah a terminator salvation when uh they had the full-on cgi um well it wasn't full cgi they used like an actor who had a similar body type to arnold and they put his face on him you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah they, they could do yeah, that kind of stuff I think me a six-pack you know yeah Just exactly <laughs> i would take that any day please digitize me a six-pack <laughs> okay up next another one of our patrons andre sparks says uh, I know we got a ways away, but I had a theory. What if 
how Deadpool and Wolverine get to the MCU was through the Spider-Man spell. Uh, I've heard that Deadpool 3 was going to be a buddy cop slash road trip movie. So what if they get sent to the MCU but are both in Canada? <laughs> uh, they then go on an adventure and meet a new MCU villain we've never met because uh, they're in Canada. <laughs> I like how the villains don't move that much in, in this version, Andre. There's like they're stuck in Canada. Um, this would explain the Wolverine mention in She-Hulk. Uh, then at the end, when the spell is reversed, Deadpool uses his fourth wall breaking to say he's staying, but Logan has to go back and die in Logan. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's kind of what we were just talking about. I like that. Um, post credit scene introduces the new Wolverine, Zac Efron, or Taron Egerton. Ooh, I like Taron Egerton as well. That could be good. That's the, um, that's the popular fan cast, or those two yeah. guys. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know why. I just don't like Zac Efron. Particularly when he's all jacked. I don't know why. I just can't get behind him. Yeah, I, I can't really think of a role that I like him in uh, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, but I've enjoyed Taylor and Edison in a lot of things. He's a very popular, like, in the fantastic forecasting, which has just been mm-hmm. done about six million times. Like, he's a very yeah. popular choice to be, uh, you know, the human torch and all that. So people, like, really want him in the Marvel Universe, like, bad. Yeah, totally. Um, Andre continues, sorry that was so long, but I think that would be really good. Thoughts? Take care, Andre. Andre, that wasn't so long. That was, that was like one of the shorter ones we've got tonight. Um, I, I think that's a great idea. I love the idea of them. Su- <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if necessarily it has to be during the Spider-Man stuff, but I love the idea that like whatever multiversal thing brings them over is being, you know, fixed and they're, they're, they're going back to their universes. And um, <laughs> he's like, Deadpool says something like, yeah, man, you got to go, go get that stick through the heart. And he's like, wait, what? And he gets sucked back through the portal. <laughs> the the self-referential nature of Deadpool 3 is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, just with, oh, with the multiverse sure. aspect of it, the Fox and Disney and Marvel and all this type of stuff kind of colliding in one thing. It's, uh, yep. it's going uh, to be on a whole different level of self-referential. Yeah, it really is. And I am here for it, 100% here for it, but also like, it's going to be weird. It's going to get, it's going to get weird. I mean, honestly, even Deadpool two got really like with him. Uh, he's, he call him Thanos at one point. He calls cable Thanos at one yeah, point. He does. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, that's so weird and crazy, but this will be them just directly uh, talking about, uh, you know, leaving one universe and entering another one. And that right. sounds super fun. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Eric Capaz, another one of our patrons says, uh, Wakanda Forever theory. I just saw the new trailer and I have it to share a theory. Uh, bear with me as it might take a bit of wandering. After Black Panther, we know a few things. Killmonger destroyed all the heart-shaped herb. Uh, th- two, there will be a new Black Panther. Uh, in order for there to be a new Black Panther, there needs to be more heart-shaped herb. Three, heart-shaped herb only as far as we know, grows in vibranium. Four, vibranium comes from outer space and can be found in meteor craters. Uh, There is a large meteor meteor crater in the Yucatan Peninsula. This is the meteor that is believed to have killed the dinosaurs. 
Uh, what if that meteor also contained vibranium? Vibranium changes the plant life around where it grows, and as that meteor impacted Earth long before the one in Wakanda, the plant life could have changed more, possibly enough for the people in that region to mutate as a result of eating plants from vibranium-rich soil, leading to Atlanteans. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. Uh, what if in Wakanda Forever, the new Black Panther goes in search of other sources of vibranium in hopes of finding more heart-shaped herb and finds it in Mexico and in doing so starts a conflict with the Atlanteans? Uh, it might be a bit convoluted, but could make a good story. Uh, love to hear what you think. Love you 3000. Um, Eric Paz. Um, I, yeah, I like the idea that they need to seek out new, sorry, I felt like I was talking in Star Trek for a second. They need to find <laughs> new sources of vibranium, uh, and possibly new sources of the heart-shaped herb. And they may be like, maybe they get a glint of like, oh, there's other vibranium on earth. And then they find yeah. out that the Atlanteans also have vibranium, which gives them their abilities and such. There'll be that, I'm sure there'll be that angle too of like the king is, since the king is gone, that powers that be in the world, and in this case, the, you know, the Atlanteans will feel as if they have their opportunity to strike against a kingdom like Wakanda, right? It's kind of like there's, since you've got to have that void um, sort of created by the loss of the king, uh, you've got sort of a a power vacuum there that someone's going to have to kind of step in and and sort of lead uh, in that role. Right. So to me, that that's sort of been like the implied conflict between the two. Right. It's just like it's this yeah. power struggle in the power vacuum. But but I'm sure vibranium's in the middle of it somewhere and, and resources and all of that. I do think that like finding a new source of the heart shaped herb does make a lot of sense for w- w- when you're looking for uh, the, what's going to happen in this movie. How do you I mean, like literally, like you, you think about just the basics of a story and like. Okay, we've lost our panther. How do we build a new panther? We need a new suit. We need a new character to like step up, and we need a way to give them superpowers. And so, like, I feel like those are the three main ingredients we have to find in this movie. Maybe it's heart shaped herb. Would love it if it is because it would like be in the lineage of Black Panther. But like, it could be some other way. You know, they could yeah. find find the power broker, or they could uh, yeah, you know. Maybe the Wakandans are stealing Jin's blood. No, just yeah. kidding. That's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. Shuri is hulking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about uh, burning the internet down. It would definitely burn the internet down. <laughs> it, it does seem like the. Um, it, it does seem like though the the conscious decision to sort of eradicate all of the uh, heart shaped herbs. Like Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther, and he is directing Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. You know, like that was a very that was a very specific choice that he made in that movie to be like, "There's no more." You know, now I know at the time, you know, he assumed that the future of Chad Bozeman was sort of locked in as this character. So, like, yeah, that's obviously yeah. a part of it. Um, but but to me, it it does seem like maybe something that he would be more likely to just work around rather than just be like, well, we've got more of them, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, right. But we'll see. Yeah. I'd be okay with either way. Yeah. Making that moment have stakes. The fact that like they, you know, it does seem like it's a, it's a problem they need to solve. And I mean, like 
it's not like Iron Man isn't a powerful character, and it's not like sure you can't make like a powerful suit without someone needing superpowers. Right, exactly. She absolutely can. It can be that idea of like you aren't your brother, and that's okay, right? You you have your own right. skills, and you can grow into your role uh, as this as this hero, even without yeah. the same sort of powers that he had. Yeah, and that could absolutely be what brings Riri in, because if Riri's been like you know following the blueprints of Tony Stark and has learned even like expanded on his research and like found out other ways to enhance a regular human with, you know, technology. Uh, then maybe Riri is she, she goes to MIT and goes, Hey Riri, we need your help over here. Like I need, I need help designing the suit for the next black Panther. And you have all, you have the technology we don't have yeah. here because we've been, our stuff has been based on, you know, just giving them the, these abilities on top of their superpowers. But, you're, you're building from scratch here and we need to kind of know that we need to know how to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could, could, could be interesting. Um, okay. So that's going to be all the time we have for feedback today. Um, we'll be back soon with a She-Hulk episode of feedback and then an instant She-Hulk for the finale and then a She-Hulk finale full discussion. So we've got lots to drop. Just the bring in, the in next. all the She-Hulk. Discussion. Mm-hmm. Lots of She-Hulk coming really in the next like, 48 hours like there's gonna be like yeah. a lot of stuff in the feed yeah. <laughs> so uh so uh yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous we've had this week this last week was i think the most things we've ever dropped in the feed because we had all those she hulk things and then we also had all the werewolf things yeah uh and so it's just like boom 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 like i think we had seven days in a row i think i was most excited for the wandavision finale just because like of the time that it happened it was like right after COVID. it was the only thing we were all like freaking out about mephisto and the aerospace engineer and all that stuff mm -hmm. you know so it was just a different thing like you just it was a different time you know but i think like she hulk like this is probably the most excited i've been for a disney plus finale uh since wandavision yeah. like i've really liked the growth of this show i think it's been really fun uh it's been really unique and different and i've just liked watching it grow uh throughout the season i'm excited to see how they how they bring it together yeah, man, me too. Me too. Um, it's, I mean, all of the shows have had some sort of mystery around them, but uh, this one I think is the most like, I don't think we have a good theory. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess Hawkeye's reveal of Kingpin was really exciting too. Yeah. That was, that was really, fun. really exciting. Um, but this, this, I don't know who's going to be, I still don't know. It's the, the, the finale's tomorrow, and I don't know who the, big reveal is going to be so yeah be i would imagine they're kind of like they're kind of weird about like premiering big villains in or heroes at the end of the disney plus shows like you think about wandavision we all just assumed dr strange would show up at the end of wandavision but he didn't because they saved that meeting for dr strange and the multiverse of madness because that makes more mm -hmm. sense if you go into the movie well, you don't just assume that everyone's seen wandavision right well so, the thing is that was a covid thing though right that wasn't that too, on purpose yeah <laughs> so, like, they to, were they were me, just, like, going i to wouldn't do be surprised if they didn't give us like a big reveal you know what i mean like oh it's the leader or oh it's the you know it's like uh, there right. could be like the implication of it like this is where this is going but i wouldn't be surprised i will be incredibly surprised if we don't get an answer because it's yeah. It's then in the show, the show would feel really incomplete without an answer. Because, I mean, it's been such a Hulk King's name keeps being dropped. Who yeah. is Hulk King? Who is yeah. Hulk King? I think we'll and definitely I, get that I think we'll answered. Know. I just don't know, like, will we get the full on, like, 
here's the leader or who's the, you know, or whatever. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know if we'll get the leader, but I think whoever Hulk King is, we will know. For sure. We will know, Absolutely, we will know yeah. what their plan is and we will know what the, you know, intelligentsia was trying to do. Yeah. Like, I think that's all going to happen. Although, as I said on the podcast this week, like, the damage is kind of done if that's, yeah. except for whatever they're going to do with the blood. They're like right. trying to do something. They're trying to discredit She-Hulk with what they did at the, at the gala or whatever. Yeah. And they've done that. And now it's like, what are you going to do now? You've kind of yeah. got like two two separate storylines to address. You know, you've got to address sort of the how is Jen going to react to this like very traumatic situation where she really like kind of did something she hasn't done before in terms of just like really kind of going into so much anger and causing damage. And then all of a sudden now she's going to have to deal with the fallout of that and all that. So you've got that that you have to tie up in some way, but then you mm-hmm. also have the the blood storyline. That is this bigger picture thing that you'll kind of have to tie up in some way. So um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Uh, but, but you've definitely, def- you've definitely have those kind of two arenas you have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Um, and I, I think the best way I can, like if I were writing this, and I'm not a very good writer, but if I were writing it, it would be, you know, She-Hulk's on trial for her, like, whatever, uh, you know, her uh, lapse in judgment and endangering people's lives. But then whoever the intelligentsia is comes after her with a new Hulk and she has to fight it. And then yeah. it's like, well, okay. So, yeah, maybe she is, uh, you know, maybe she did a bad thing, but, like, she also saved all these people's lives and it kind of gives her some extra... Uh, get out of jail freeness. Right. I would imagine we'll get a chance to hear her sort of like, there'll be a speech at some point, right? Like a yeah. kind of like, here's the journey that I've been on. Here's the change that, uh, that has happened. And then here's kind of how it's all culminated, you know, uh, kind of a coming into your own sort of as a hero type thing. Yeah. And I'm so torn because this show we've said it over and over seems to be at its best when it stands alone. Yeah. Except for the Daredevil episode. The Daredevil episode so good. <laughs> can't touch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> can't touch it. It's so good. But I also kind of want the Seinfeld ending for the ending where uh-huh. like we get a we get a court case similar to uh what is Dennis's court case earlier in the season where like you had all these different people come in from her past to yeah. uh to you know to or no, no no I'm sorry that was Dennis. She-Hulk's in She-Hulk's case where she was trying to get Titania's trademark back she had all those right. men come in to do but i kind of want i kind of want that with like all of her like character witnesses to come back but like yeah all of the big character witnesses like wong all the big big marvel people like wong yeah. abomination daredevil madison like the big four you yeah, know i think we'll for <laughs> sure see blonsky he's been so instrumental to the show uh he's been such a yeah. main character i think he'll for sure show up um i i feel like we've got to see bruce at some point um in this uh, even if it's just, i don't know uh, i don't know i mean i know kind of how it ended right but um or maybe they've just kind of gotten the bruce of it all out of the way maybe he just yeah. was sort of the domino to tip it over you know but i, I think blonsky you you have to kind of bring him in at some point i think in the finale i'd be shocked yeah. if he wasn't in it i would too i'd love to see daredevil but i don't even see a reason he would come back i just want to yeah. see him again it was just so good <laughs> just show us more daredevil yeah i heard an interview <laughs> with him saying how uh they asked him like who who he would want to appear in um, Born Again. Like what characters would he want to appear in Born Again? And he was saying that uh, he's best friends with Tom Hiddleston, and it would be badass to have him come on Born Again. But other than that, he wants She Hulk to return the favor because he yeah. loved working with Tatiana Maslany, and he wants her to come 
being born again and i am so on board with that yeah just give me even if it's just like a quick like hey i'm traveling to new york you know like let's mm-hmm. let's get together like we gotta we gotta see this relationship continue yeah absolutely uh all right man well thank you for being here uh yeah, you want to so real quick having well, me on it was fun uh one more time uh, it's uh, commute the podcast is yeah. your show yeah, it'd be great uh, to check it out. You know, give us a review, whatever. Like, it's um, it's it's a fun time. You know, it's uh, yeah, man. It's a good, it's a, we we really love making it. We have fun doing it, and um, you know, love to have you along. Yeah, and you guys talk about like uh, some of this kind of like geeky realm stuff a good bit yeah, from time yeah, to time. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, like uh, I know you often do um, like the something to make you feel part of the smarter to party. But I've also heard your episodes where you're like. Yeah, but the biggest thing going on in the world right now is this, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> like yeah. some you know geek media thing. So check them out, guys. Uh, commute the podcast, uh, Jason. And thank you so much again, bud. And uh, we'll be back, guys, soon. Peace. You want to say it? Until next time, true believers. <laughs> thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>